Isaiah Livers reportedly has suffered an injury that could keep him out six to eight weeks right ahead of Detroit Pistons media day, right before Detroit Pistons training camp. We'll talk about what this means, what kind of impact this has on Isaiah Livers and the team moving forward. We'll talk about all that in today's episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel, at Lockdown Pistons, hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And that's another great way to support the podcast. I almost froze up right there. Um, if you guys haven't already, this last episode, uh, before this one, we recorded with Last Jackson, an editor at Detroit Bad Boys. We talked about Boyan Bogdanovich season preview. And then at the end of the podcast, we'll talk about some possible names on some big contracts that we could see the Pistons potentially trading for down the line. It was a fun episode. I suggest if you guys haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, but sadly, we got to talk about some disappointing news here. Um, according to Sean Murphy of the From the Half Court podcast, also formerly of Woodward Sports, um, he tweeted out, um, what exact date was it? The 29th. I'm recording this. This is a late night episode. It was an emergency episode. Um, so you guys are getting a free one on the weekend here. Um, but Sean tweeted out on the 29th that, quote, sources, Pistons forward Isaiah Livers with dealt with injury issues could miss up to six to eight weeks would be a tough, lo- tough blow for a young talent looking to find a spot in the rotation. So Sean reported, by the time you guys listened to this, last night hopefully, or possibly two days ago by the time you guys listened to this. Um, but yeah, recently the Isaiah Livers had suffered an injury that would keep him out six to eight weeks, but we, had not, we didn't know what the exact injury was. Um, I had heard, I can confirm, I had heard that he had gotten hurt last week um, but I did not know the seriousness of the injury. I didn't know if it was, you know, anything serious, if it was nothing at all, if it was just like a little knickknack, it, you know, it is what it is. Um, and I didn't know what it was that he got hurt. Um, but I did hear last week that he did suffer some type of injury. Um, I am now hearing that it's some kind of ankle injury that he's dealing with. So if the reports are true that it's some kind of ankle injury and it's going to keep him out six to eight weeks, that's that's just really tough, man. Um, this was going to be, uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit more later. Later on, we'll talk about what this opens up if he's if Livers is indeed out six to eight weeks. Um, and then we'll talk about Livers' future with the Pistons, if this impacts that. Um, but I, I don't really want to mention any of that right now. I kind of just want to go at it from the point of, this just really sucks for Isaiah Livers, man. I, I'm really hoping that it just isn't true or that he's not out six to eight weeks. They don't want to be something he's out for a little bit. Um like I'm, I'm hoping that this is all not true, but this is just—it's just tough. It—it's tough to—it's tough to see for Livers. This is a guy who I've been a big fan of for the Pistons, um, being an impact player for them. But it's also a dude who has been in the NBA now for two years and has played 71 NBA games. He played 19 games his rookie year because he was dealing with an injury coming out of college and then got hurt at the beginning of the year, and then this past season only played 52 games. So another player that was drafted in the 2021 draft class, Kay Cunningham's another one, obviously, that hasn't even played a full NBA season through two years in the NBA. Hasn't played 82 games of an NBA year, of an NBA season. So for him to have this kind of setback already before training camp even starts, 
it's just it's extremely unfortunate, and I feel bad for him. I, I mean, I really do. He's an incredibly hard worker. Um, I've talked with his um, trainer, Michael Lancaster. I know he's been working really hard this offseason, trying to add some stuff to his game, really sharpen his game up. Dude's an incredibly hard worker. And when he's on the court, you guys know how big of a fan I have been of his game and how he could help the Pistons. He's one of the only players on the team that you could legit call a, a, a 3 and D player. He's a guy who knows where to be on defense. He plays good defense, good team defense. Active on the board, talks on defense, which I've talked about this many times on the podcast, but the Pistons not having people who are very vocal on defense really hurts them. And Livers is one of the only ones who is vocal on defense because he knows where he's supposed to be and others are supposed to be, and he communicates really well. Um, And he's a sneaky athlete, too, on the defensive side as well. So overall, just a fine, good defender at his position. And then on the offensive end of the floor, a nice shooter, a guy who's going to spot up, hit open threes, and he's not going to try to do things he can't do. And he's going to make the extra pass when it's there, make the right pass when it's there. And if it's not, if a shot's not there and an extra pass to an open shooter isn't there, he's going to keep the offense flowing, pipe, you know, drop off a pass to the, to the block, kick out a pass to the top of the key, and cut. This is a guy who plays the right way, knows how to play the game. He's not uh, holding onto the ball, you know, stopping the flow of the offense. Just a really fine, smart NBA basketball player. And a guy that I believe if he could just have a healthy season – where he's a part of a rotation, playing 20-plus minutes, and can just have a healthy stretch of games, he show how valuable he is. But thus far, he has just not been healthy. He wasn't healthy over at Michigan before the NBA. He dealt with injuries there. He's dealt with injuries in the NBA. And again, it's just really tough. I, again, I'm hoping that this is not true. I'm hoping that he's not out six to eight weeks. I'm hoping that he's able to come back sooner. Um, but again, I had heard last week that he did suffer some kind of injury. I didn't know if it was serious or not. Didn't know what it was. Um, but Sean confirmed that it was indeed an, in, uh, an injury that he believes that he's been told will be out six to eight weeks. And I can confirm that I have heard that it has some kind of it's some kind of ankle injury. And I, it's just tough, man. It's just tough for him. It's I feel bad for him for real. I feel really bad for him. Um, and there's a bunch of different avenues you can take with this. But that's the first area I wanted to start off with is that I hope he gets back healthy. I'm hoping that he recovers pretty quickly um, because the Pistons the Pistons need Isaiah Livers, I think. Like, I, I legit believe that he they, the Pistons need Isaiah Livers because he's one of the, like I said earlier in the podcast, he's one of the only players that provides a 3-D type of play. And they need that desperately, especially for a team that is surrounding themselves or trying to surround Kay Cunningham with the right players. 3 and D players are the type of players they need. And it's just tough. I, I feel bad for him. I hope he recovers quickly. Um, we'll wait for the official report from the Pistons, one of the beat writers or someone, to find out what exactly, if it is going to be six to eight weeks. Um, so I guess we can wait for that. But this is just tough news, man, tough news. Um, but when we come back, We'll talk about what this injury will open up for the Detroit Pistons rotation, what we could be looking at, and then later on again, like I said, I want to talk about Isaiah Livers' future with the Pistons a little bit too. So stay tuned for all that. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, DoorDash. Love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door? With DoorDash Grocery Delivery, you can stock up for the week or order last-minute cravings conveniently. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you order. We'll make it right. 
So sit back and enjoy quality groceries and just like you picked them yourselves. Want even more value? You can save up on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership. With easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer service, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 value when you use code LOCKDOWNNBA at checkout. Limited time offer. Terms apply. That's $50 or 50% off, excuse me, up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and $0 delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKDOWNNBA. Don't forget that's LOCKDOWNNBA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Um, so if Isaiah Livers is indeed out six to eight weeks, that's around two months. So that would take you right up to December. Um I'm not going to say he'll be back. If, if the time frame is correct in what Sean reported, six weeks, six to eight weeks, I'm not going to go and just assume he'll be back in six weeks. Usually you'll go with the longer term, um, the longer end of it. So I'm going to go with the eight weeks. Now you're going to lead them right up to around December. And at the beginning of December, the Pistons play uh, the Cavs in the second. And then they have a long break um, until they play the Pacers on the 11th. So he could come back. In that little area right there, I believe actually this is the the um, this little area right here. This is the 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 in season tournament time frame. That's why they have so long off. So he could rec- recover and come back in that little time frame. Actually, could help the Pistons potentially um, in that area. Um, so just want to give you guys a time frame where that's actually looking. Um, but if Livers is indeed out six eight weeks, what does this open up for the Detroit Pistons in their rotation? Well. It depends what the Pistons were planning on doing with their rotation and how Livers fit into it in the first place. So let's just assume, and we don't even know what the starting lineup is going to be yet, but let's just assume that the starting lineup is going to be Cade, Ivy, Bojan, Stu, and Duran, which is what many people expect it to be. I was going to assume that then the backup lineup would be like Monty, Alec Burks, uh, Isaiah Livers, Asar Thompson, and James Wiseman. Or it could be Isaiah Livers at the four and Asar Thompson at the three. Those two guys were going to be the three and four. That's what I believed. So if Livers, if they were planning on using Livers more as a four and they didn't want uh, Asar Thompson to be playing up to the four position, I could see this potentially opening up minutes for a Marvin Bagley, who I don't think is going to be playing over James Wiseman. At the backup five spot, at the backup five spot, simply because they need to find out what they have in Wiseman. He needs reps. They invested their lot or close to lottery pick, the first round pick from twenty twenty, and and Sadiq Bay trading for him last season. They've talked nothing but highly of him since he arrived in Detroit. So I think they they're going to try to figure out what they have in James Wiseman, and the only way to do that is by giving him reps. That was something that when the Pistons traded for him. They knew if you're going to trade for him, you need to get him reps. If you're not going to give him reps, there was no point in making this trade. So I think James Wiseman is definitely penciled into the rotation, whether he's actually better than Bagley or not. I'm not here to argue about that, but I think he just is penciled into the rotation because they have to find out what they have about have in him. 
Um, so I think Marvin Bagley is currently out the rotation. But if they were planning on playing Livers at the four position, maybe this opens up something for Marvin Bagley. Maybe Marvin Bagley gets a chance to show if he can spread the floor and play next to James Wiseman. Now, I'm not a huge fan at all of the double big stuff. I'd rather not see that. The double big lineup was awful this past season. I've talked about it nonstop. The net rating, how bad it was, how bad their defense was with those two on the floor together. It was not good at all. But is there a possibility that we could still see it at some point this year? I think there is. So uh, this could give Marvin Bagley a chance. Has he improved his three ball? Can he space the floor out? Can he survive on the defensive end at the four? I think he's going to have a chance, maybe a bigger chance to do that. He was going to have a chance beforehand nonetheless. But I think he'll have a bigger chance to try to do that now that Livers appears to be out for a while. Um, so that's if they were playing on playing Livers at the four and don't want to move Asar up three or move him up to the four. If they're cool with Asar playing the four, which is something I think he actually could do, I'm interested to see him play the four, especially next to a big guy like James Wiseman. I think he could do it. Um, it's actually something probably I would, I would probably end up doing that um, unless I'm starting Asar. But nonetheless, if they're willing to put Asar at the four, this frees up minutes for a this. Let me not say frees up minutes. This this frees up a battle for a lot of players, I believe. And the three players I'm talking about, I think it frees up a battle for Joe Harris, Killian Hayes, and Marcus Sasser. And here's why: I think Joe Harris would be the most simple, easy plug and play one. He's another wing. He's a sharpshooter. You just plug him in at the three. He'll space the floor out. You know how great of a shooter he is. He's going to space the floor. He'll shoot the ball. Easy, easy plug and play. And I think that probably is the easy answer here. I think that probably is the most likely answer that Joe Harris now has confirmed a rotation spot here uh, unless something else happens, which we'll talk about in a minute. But, yeah, I think Joe Harris is the easy, most likely answer here of who this frees up most. Um, If I had to take my money and bet on it, I think Joe Harris would probably be taking Liver's spot. However, this also frees up a possibility for either Killian Hayes or Marcus Sasser. To end up getting minutes, and here's why. For Killian Hayes, Killian Hayes is a 6'5", long-arm, strong defender who we've seen Killian Hayes play up on defense. He doesn't just guard ones. He can guard ones, twos, threes, and he can handle his own on switches with fours. So, And he probably is actually better defending threes than he is smaller guards, uh, quicker, smaller guards. He's stronger. He likes to use his size. He's active with his hands. So he's definitely a guy that would, I think probably would excel guarding threes. I don't think that would be like a mismatch at all. I think that probably is where he's best at guarding threes. Um, and he would be really good at that. He's also really good in the passing lanes. So Killian Hayes would be able to play that three spot. Maybe that's a way for him to get into the rotation, try to fight for that. The only way that could possibly happen for Killian Hayes is if his outside shot actually has improved and he's able to space the floor out and be more of an off-ball type of player at the three. Or maybe they try to play, I don't know, if they wanted to get Killian Hayes' defense at that three position... They could have him run the offense and have Monty and Alec Burke spot up, which is t- something that they both are really good at, and we've heard them already talk about playing Monty with Cade that he can spot up. We know Alec Burks can spot up. So that's a possibility for a Killian Hayes. If he plays well throughout training camp and preseason, this could be a way for Killian Hayes to find himself back in the rotation and try to solidify his spot in the NBA. That's the second guy. And then Marcus Sasser, the only way I could see this going with Marcus Sasser, but it does open up some kind of chance. The only way I can see it happening with Marcus Sasser is that Monty Williams is good going with a three-guard lineup and then playing Asar at the four. So basically, you'd be running Sasser, Burks, and Monty. The problem with that, and while I could see it happening, I for sure could see it happening because there's enough offensive firepower with that and enough spacing with that 
to actually, I think, fit with Asar and Wiseman, who won't be providing that much spacing. Burks, Monty, and Sasser are all pretty damn good shooters. So they should actually provide a lot of spacing in that lineup, and they should be able to survive fine offensively. And those three guys are pretty good offensive scorers too. So that could help. But the problem with them would be defensively, who do you have guarding the threes? Because Asar is going to be guarding the fours. And are you going to be playing switch defense now? Are you, are you going to be switching everything because you have three guards on the floor? Sasser isn't that big. Monty isn't that big. Alec Burks isn't small. He's around 6'4", 6'5". Um, has a D, I think, actually, I think he's around 6'5", 6'6". Um, he's not a small guy, but he's also not a strong defender. You probably don't want him guarding threes. Um, but could that actually happen if Alec Burks can hold up his own against threes? Yeah, again, I think it could happen because of how much offensive firepower you'd have with those three guys. We saw Marcus Sasser go off for 40 points in that final summer league game. Went crazy. We know what Alec Burks can do. He played extremely well for the Pistons this past season. And we know how good of a shooter and how steady of a presence Monty Morris is and how good of an off-ball shooter he is. So I could see it opening up stuff for all three of those guys. I think the easy, most likely answer would be Joe Harris if it Livers is indeed going to be out six to eight weeks. But the other two guys, Killian Hayes and Marcus Sasser, they won't be able, I don't think either of those guys can find minutes in the backcourt. But could they find minutes potentially at the three? Or could Sasser find his way playing guard with Alec Burks moving up and eating some of those minutes at the three? Yeah, I think that could happen. So um, I'm interested to see the battles in training camp. Obviously, the battles in preseason, the kind of rotation Monty Williams decides to implement with livers out. Who do we see get those minutes? Who gets the chance out the gate to try to take those minutes? I'm interested to see all that, but I think there are three options there. I think Joe Harris, Killian Hayes, and Marcus Sass are all possibilities. And also, a Marvin Bagley is a possibility, even though I think that probably is lower on the um, the lowest possibility, simply because you saw what Bagley and Wiseman looked like, and it just did not look good at all. So unless Marvin Bagley is a completely different type of player and can, all of a sudden can spark threes, I just don't see that being a, a strong possibility, but never say never. So... Let me know what you guys think, though. If Isaiah Livers is indeed out six to eight weeks with this apparent injury, who do you think has the best chance to eat up minutes? Let me know that in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Hill. And I just realized, heck, I didn't bring this up, but they could just go down to a nine-man rotation. Maybe nobody eats up those minutes, and they just go to a nine-man rotation and stagger guys. That's something that could happen, too. Who knows? Um, again, let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Hill. When we come back, I want to discuss Isaiah Livers' future with the Detroit Pistons, um, a tough talk, but I think it's a talk that probably is warranted. Um, so stay tuned for that. But first, you guys got to hear from some of our lovely sponsors. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on our podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review. Whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on, this is another great way to support the podcast. Um, Isaiah Livers is a player I like very much. You guys know this. I'm, I'm a fan of his game. I think he impacts winning. I think he is a winning player. I think he's a winning role player. I think he's the perfect type of role player any winning team would like. A guy who is simply a 3 and D guy, knows how to play, knows where to be, and plays the right way. I'm a big fan of his. I think he can impact winning a ton, whether it's for the Pistons or another team. I think that you're still going to see that. I don't think this, if he is out six to eight weeks, it just ends his career. I don't think that's the case at all. 
I'm still very high on his future as a key role player on whatever team he's on. A contender, a rebuilding team, uh, a team in the middle. Like I think he can play on any team because of his his play style. However, you know, I I don't think I'd be fair if I wasn't bringing up whether or not he's going to have a future with the Pistons. Again, I don't think this, if he's out six to eight weeks, is ending his season with the Pistons. I don't think he, it's not that I don't think he'll ever play again or the Pistons are just going to cut him or something. I don't think that's the case. But he's in the third year of his contract. He's getting paid $1.8 million this year. Next year, he'll be a restricted free agent. Through two years, like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, through two years, he played 19 games first season and 52 games his second year. He has yet to play 82 games, and now, if he's out till December, that's 20-plus games he's going to miss at least. At least 20-plus games. So that's going to go back down to at least 62 games. And it's not likely that, you know, based off his injury history, that he'd even play the rest of the 62. So I'm going to assume that you're probably looking at another 50-game season if he were to, if they were to give him a rotation spot when he comes back, which is, that in and of itself isn't even guaranteed. Um, so... While I'm very high on Isaiah Livers, and I like him a lot, the Pistons are probably going to have to make a decision on him soon. And these injuries, while, again, this is not his fault. Guys can't control injuries. It's not like I'm blaming him. But the fact that he hasn't been able to stay healthy and the fact he's coming up on restricted free agency, the Pistons are going to have to make a decision here. And they can't, and this is the worst thing about it. This is the worst thing about it. The worst thing about it is, is that with a player like Livers that keeps getting injured, whether you, I know the Pistons like him, but whether you like him or not, you can't rely on him to be a consistent rotation player because you can't, you never know if he's going to be healthy for the full year. Which again, I want to say it again, it's not his fault. He can't control whether he gets injured or not. He's not out there trying to get hurt. So I'm not blaming him, but you can't go, I, I don't, I think we're at the point now to where even if the Pistons were to bring him back next year, like in restricted free agency, they bring him back. I think we're at the point now, no matter how the rest of the year goes, if he is out six to eight weeks, that's now three straight years, including, if you want to include college, that's four straight years, where he hasn't been healthy. You can't plan for him to be a part of your rotation based off his history because he gets hurt. So it, it's, it's just tough. It, I, at some point, the Pistons are probably, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Pistons are currently thinking Again, not thinking getting rid of him and they don't like him anymore, but I'm, I'm sure it's in their minds that we're going to have to make a decision on this dude. Like, we can't rely on him to be a consistent rotation player. Like, it, it, through no fault of his own, but we can't rely on that. He gets hurt too often. And you probably don't want that guy being relied upon for a rotation spot. So then also, would you, would you want to waste a rotate or not rotation, but a roster spot on him? Or would you rather go sign somebody who maybe is more reliable and doesn't get injured as much. Like, I think that's probably conversations that maybe they're not having right now, but I can, I guarantee they're probably thinking about it. And I think it's probably going to be 100% conversation they have as soon as this season ends. Because he is going to be a restricted free agent, and you have to make a decision on him. So, it's tough. I really hate to be talking about this, because Isaiah Lewis is a player, I, again, I really like, and I think he fits exactly what the Pistons need. But what the Pistons need more than a 3 and D player is a guy who is available. And I hate to say that because when, when I hear people say, well, I, 
I like people who are available more than people who can play or, you know, you're never available. It, it sounds like when people say it, it sounds like you're taking a shot at the player as if they're choosing not to be available. And I, I hate hearing that, but that's not what I'm doing. I, again, I've said it now three times. This is not through no fault of Isaiah Livers. He can't control it. But at the end of the day, it's just the truth. You have to have players that you can rely on to be available. And through three years now in the NBA and going back to college, he's struggled with staying healthy. And you can't rely on that to be in the rotation. No matter how smart of a player he is, no matter how beneficial his type of player is, if he's not available and you can't rely on it, it's tough to keep him around. So I'm hoping that Isaiah Livers comes back from this injury, balls out, Gets a rotation spot like I think he deserves. Continues to show why I'm so high on him. Plays the rest of the year. Plays 60-plus games. And the Pistons resign him and bring him back. And he has a healthy year. He plays really well. And he shows why I think he can be a part of this team's future long-term because of the role he plays. I hope that's exactly what happens. But I can't sit here and say that I'm not questioning whether it can happen because of his injury history. So it is what it is. I hope Isaiah Livers recovers quickly. Um... Again, I hope that the original report that six to eight week just isn't true. I hope it's it's shorter than that. But nonetheless, I hope he recovers quickly um, and has a great year when he comes back. So let me know what you guys think about all this, about Isaiah Livers, his future, the nature of his injury. Um, who do you think is going to fill in his spot, et cetera, et cetera. Let me know all that in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. That's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. Hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Stay safe out there. Until next time, peace out.